Roy Williams. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show, Coach. How are you? Good, David. I hope you're doing well as also. Doing great, man. Uh, let's talk about something kind of sad before we get to the fun stuff, including your win over the Wolfpack. Uh, I believe you were the head coach at Kansas back when Dean Smith was recruiting him for the Tar Heels, Kobe Bryant. Uh, I don't know to what degree you knew him as a player or a person, but since he was just such a huge figure in basketball, as are you, what are your reflections on his passing and, and whatever you recall about him as a player in person? Well, I, I was. I was coaching at Kansas at that time, and I called Kobe. I spoke to his father, Joe, uh, Bell, Jelly Bean, they called him. Yeah. I spoke to him and thought, well, I don't think he's going to college at all, but I'm really sure he's not going to go to Kansas when <laughs> I moved on. But uh, I thought he was just a phenomenal player uh, when he got in the NBA. I just thought what he did was uh, use that same word again, phenomenal. But I love the way he played, and I love the way he attacked everything. He had that uh, the killer instinct that maybe it shouldn't use that terminology, but that truly is what it feels like. Uh, I loved his work ethic. I love how how he was so focused and devoted. Uh, Michael really respected him a great deal, and I always had a great relationship with uh, Michael and liked his evaluation of people. Uh, I love the things that he said. I love the example that Kobe Bryant set. Uh, he was a winner, and uh, he drove himself uh, to an unbelievable height, and he pushed other people to come along with him. If you want to win, you got to come along with me, and I've always uh, appreciated those guys who put winning at such a high, high priority. Coach, the phrase being thrown around is Mamba mentality, and I don't think your Tar Heels have quite earned that phrase yet. But when you think about what has changed, I know you mentioned a little bit of this in one of your press conferences. At one point, y'all had lost 9 out of 11. That, that is not something that you have experienced maybe ever uh, as a college coach. You came close against Clemson, came close against Virginia Tech. They both went to overtime, and now you have back-to-back -back wins over Miami and NC State. Uh, they're tougher, your Tar Heels. What else has improved as you've gone from there to here? Well, I believe we've improved in several different areas, but just a little bit, you know, but we needed some of that little bit of improvement before some of those losses. I think, uh, you know, it's a really great group of kids, and I enjoy them uh, immensely. Uh, we've got to get better defensively, and I think we're making some strides. I thought first half against Miami, well, we're getting better defensively, and then the second half we weren't very good at all. We had just got such a big lead, and we were outscoring them, but we – we weren't stopping them. If they missed a shot, it's because they missed. It's not because of anything we did. But I think we're getting better there. I think we're also getting better understanding the value of the basketball. And, uh, you know, we had 13 turnovers last night. And State uh, does pressure you some and, and causes some of those. But we're causing some of our own. And I think that, particularly in the Clemson game, they got their press uh, late game in the right spots. And we didn't get in the right spots, and we threw it to the wrong team. <laughs> and yeah. so that, that's a bad situation. So I think we're understanding the value of the basketball a little better and uh, taking care of the ball more. Our shots are going in a little bit more. You know, B-Rob was out and not healthy so many times for us this year, and he was sensational against Miami. And he's had another couple of games where he really shot the ball well. And 
he shot the ball well in the Clemson game. We just didn't need, we needed to make one play here or one play there and, and didn't get it. And I also think you've got to congratulate the other teams because they, they have the right to make plays as well. But I do think we're getting a little bit better and I'm still very frustrated that we're not playing at the pace I want us to play with. And it's probably the poorest uh, job I've ever done about getting guys to run and, and push the tempo. But, uh, uh, we're trying to. We're working on it every day. Is all I can tell you, Coach. You've never seemed to care much about personal records, but there's a rivalry number. You're now 36 and four against NC State. You have seven straight wins at PNC Arena. My question is: I think it was Andrew Playtech last night who said, "Hey, nobody wants to beat the Wolfpack here more than Coach Williams does." Yeah, he wasn't even alive, Coach, when you were growing up in the mountains hearing from your buddies about David Thompson and Monty Tao and the Wolfpack, and that you've told us that story before. How how does your modern day Tar Heel player know that about you? <laughs> I guess they pick it up from the former players. I mean, I do emphasize, you know, I think that one of the things that I don't want to get caught up in. There's so much attention. People will say, "Come on, coach, just beat Duke," or "Come on, that yeah. just coach." As long as you beat Duke, we'll be all right. I'm, I'm thinking, hey guys, we've got some other rivals around this <laughs> yeah. area that I think are pretty good rivals for us too. And you know, the media takes care of the Duke thing. Uh, I don't have to say too much for that, but I don't ever want us to let down uh, only the other rivals we have or anybody else in the league for that merit. But I do emphasize Wake Forest. I do emphasize North Carolina State. And I do emphasize Duke. It's just that I don't have to do as much at Duke because everybody else is doing it for you. But uh, I grew up when uh, I went to school here when that was a big rival. I went to I was coaching here when it was a tremendous rival. I was a high school coach when David Thompson and his club were doing those things. And so to me it's always been a big rival. And some of my very close friends in high school – went to North Carolina State, and, and that made it even more of a rival for me. <laughs> and uh, so it's it, I do emphasize those guys, but uh, if I knew that that was the only reason we were winning, I'd emphasize it to everybody else the same way too. So I think that we've been fortunate, and, and our games that we've played against them uh, have been some of our better games, and uh, that's been good for us, and I hope we can continue it, to be honest with you. Coach, I went all the way back in your track record. I think I met you in 1987 when you were an assistant to Dean Smith. Uh, I went all the way back to the late 70s when you jumped to the college level from Owen High School. You have never been associated with a losing record as a head coach or as a college assistant coach. Now, I don't. You might have had a losing record as like a golf coach at Charles D. Owen High School or, so, or, or in some other capacity, but y'all are 10 and 10 right now. Does your job get a lot different or more complicated um, when you're in a mode like this as you were 10 years ago? But I can't think of another time. Well, you know, in 2010, we struggled quite a bit. We won the championship the year before, and everybody says, well, they'd take that and then struggle the next year. And I would too, but it didn't mean it was fun going through the 2010 season. And we were 20 and 17 at that point. And I'm going to hold you personally responsible if we ever lose a season this year. I'm going to blame it on you, David. Sorry. (laughs) But no, it's, I really do. People think it's uh, corny or they think it's just mouthing something. But I approach every game every day trying to get better. And I had a great statement by one of my former players, and uh, 
uh, Dion Thompson's got a lot of attention or got me a lot of attention because he had my face autograph. I mean, uh, uh, tattooed on his leg. I yeah, thought, good yeah. God, son, what's the matter with you, boy? But he said something that I really appreciated in 2010 is that I kept coming to work every day saying, guys, we can get better, we can get better, we can get better. And 20 and 17 was a hard year. And at the end of this regular season, I asked everybody on my staff, and they said, and I said, do you want to go to the NIT? And everybody said no. And the administration didn't really want to go. And my wife said no. And I outvoted all of them because I said, no, if somebody's going to invite us to play, yeah. we're going to go play. And Dion, at the end of the year at the banquet, said that that uh, it's something he always admired, that regardless of how tough it was, that I kept coming saying, <clears throat> like I said, we're going to get better, let's work, let's work. And uh, uh, so I do that all the time. And fortunately, we haven't had uh, uh, too many tough years. We've had a lot of really, really good years and even a few great years. And uh, I like those a lot better. I feel like you and I have talked enough times over several decades that I know which co- which questions you like more and which ones you like less. So you can be as short as you want on this one. Is there anything left to say about you passing your great friend and late mentor, Dean Smith, on the all-time wins list, given that you wanted no part of any ceremony for 880 and sounded like you had to be talked into one, uh, even with Coach Smith's son congratulating you after 879? Well, you know, it has been way too much said, David. It just means I've been around a long time and I've had good teams and hopefully get the chance to coach some more. But uh, if I told them if there's going to be any celebration, if there's going to be any recognition, if there's going to be any whatever you want to call it, I wanted it when I got tied with Coach Smith. I never wanted anything yeah. to uh, about beating any record that Coach Smith had because I don't believe that's a place I'm comfortable with and don't believe it's a place I want to be and, and deserve. So the tough thing was that night is Anthony Harris got hurt and I felt the worst I've ever felt mm-hmm. during a basketball game by any any measure. And I didn't want to go out and do that because I wanted to go at least put my eyes and put my hands on Anthony. And I know how hard that kid worked after tearing his ACL last year. I saw him at my weight room three mornings a week when I was in there. And I know it doesn't look like it, but I go in there three days a week myself. And I was just so proud of him and looked at he was really having some success. And I was so happy. And then all of a sudden, it's the other knee. And so I really did. I mean, they uh, Scott Van Pelt, my wife said, let's watch this. And I was about to get up, and I was going off the court, and they tried to stop me. I said, I don't want to do this. And then they said, and I said something else. I don't want to do this. And then I turned away, but what they didn't see, as I said, I just want to go see Anthony. And that was mm-hmm. the whole uh, yeah. thing there because I would not have – you know, denied uh, any kind of recognition with Scott Smith by any means, but it was just I was so disappointed for Anthony at that point, and and that was really hard. But no, it's it's gotten enough play. Let's let's move on, and hopefully I'll win another one every now and then, and have a little more fun with it. All right, here's one more that I know you want to move on from. Least gifted. One of the things I've always loved and respected about you is you're candid, you're honest. And I guess you kind of got the curse of being of instead of giving us coach speak, which would have been safe territory. You said least gifted UNC team. I know that you believe the media blew this way out of proportion. My question to you is, 
Does it matter with your own players? Does it? Did you get pushback from parents or players? Is, are there things you should not say out loud, even if they're true? Because I've been watching your teams for a long time, Coach. Uh, Jeff Capel joined our show and said, you know what? Roy ain't lying. That is his least gifted team. So, I mean, it's, it's weird that you kind of got a lot of pushback for saying something that it feels like everybody who knows basketball agrees is true. Well, I think you're exactly right. It is the least gifted. It is the truth. But people can make it all the one. I even read either today or yesterday somebody said that I said it was the least talented team. That's not what I said. Playing hard is a talent. Yeah. And I even used this with one of the guys on my staff. I said, I've said before, Kendall Marshall wasn't the most gifted player that I've ever coached at the point guard. He was one of the uh, limited guys. But just because he was lesser gifted than somebody else didn't mean he was a heck of a player. People that bounced back, they were acting like they were, that I was trying to say my players are no good, and that's the reason we're losing. That was a bunch of BS. It was, I was being truthful and least gifted. I wasn't very gifted, but I tried to get everything I possibly could out of my ability. And the way it was stated, I said, look out there on the court, it's the least gifted team. There's only one McDonald's All-American out there. Yeah. I've had three, I've had four, I've had five, you know, I mean, so, yeah, I think it was blown completely out of proportion. People that wanted to find something negative say they could use that, and I can't control that that kind of situation. Uh, other people made fun of it from other schools. Some of our own people may have even gotten upset at it, but I can't control what they, how they interpret something. But for me and my players and my staff, and I, as I said, Kendall Marshall is less gifted than some other guys, but nobody have I ever loved more than I did the way Kendall Marshall played. I would tell anybody that Tyler Hansbrough was less gifted than some of the other guys. And, oh, my God, if somebody thinks I'm trying to say something bad about that big fella, they're crazy. Uh, But talent is also working exceptionally hard and taking what you've been given and not only get it to the highest level you can, but making it go even higher. All right, just to, so I don't risk you hanging up on me with three straight questions that you'd rather not answer. Uh, <laughs> l- let's just You're say, <laughs> yeah, right. It's a good thing we know each other a little bit, or maybe yep. there would have been a dial tone here at some point. Uh, I really uh, no, do no. thank you for your time the day after a, a big win. I'll leave you with this and just be as long or short as you need to be. Everybody, of course, is asking about Cole Anthony's return, even as they are praising Brandon Robinson and Garrison Brooks and uh, and some of the other improvement stories collectively and individually. What what can you share with BC in town this weekend? Then you got to go to Florida State. Then you got to deal with Duke. Uh, it's not easy sledding. Uh, what, what can you share, if anything, about his status and his timetable? Well, I really don't have anything, David. When the doctors tell me that he can go out there and practice, and I'm going to practice him, and we'll practice one day, two days, eight days, ever how many I feel like it takes. Uh, when they tell me that he's ready to go, he is shooting now. He's not doing any contact work right now whatsoever, and the only thing he's doing is running around shooting, and I'll watch him for a few minutes, and he's making a lot of shots, but uh, I have to wait until they tell me that he can go, and then how long it will be after that before we can put him into a game depends on several things, and and I've said this, I may have even said it last night to the TV guys, is that he's a very, very, very competitive kid, and plays at such a high level with his body in such a high condition, 
perhaps he can get back quicker than somebody else could once he starts practicing. But we won't know that until we get him out on the practice court. And I'm not going to get him released one day and play him the next day. That's not fair to the kid. We'll we'll make sure that he's ready to compete at this level. A lesser coach and lesser man would have pretended at some point in today's conversation. I'm sorry, David. Our line is breaking up here. I'm going to have to get back to you a little a little bit later. I always appreciate your time and your honesty, Coach. I appreciate you on the David Glenn Show today. David, I haven't felt like you've been unfair at all, and uh, so we we can always go from there. But uh, thanks for having me, and it helps to get ready to get to the airport and go on a little recruiting trip. Amen. Thanks, Coach. Roy Williams, the Hall of Famer, year number 17 with the North Carolina Tar Heels.